where we're continuing the series, The Ultimate Fighter. And today, as this song talks about the battles and the struggle and making us stronger, I want to talk to you about going through the fire, going through the fire. I want to talk to you today about difficult times. In life, we all face difficult times. You go through difficult times. I go through difficult times. I think about my life. One of the most difficult times in my life was when I was in high school and my dad and mom separated and they ended up getting a divorce. And today my dad and mom and my dad lives in Bowlegs and he's with us today. I see him on that front row. Hey, daddy. So good to see you all the way from Bowlegs, America. Amen. And my mom and brother and sister live in Rochester, and that was a difficult time for me. It was a difficult season for me. I remember when I was, just got married to Tiffany. We went through a difficult time. Uh, first year traveling full-time on the full-time evangelistic field, speaking God's word. And I remember when I went to a CPA and told him that I to pay my taxes for the year. And he made me aware of that I'm self-employed and I have to pay quarterly taxes. Say what? He said, yeah, here's how much you owe the government. And let me, that was a difficult time. <laughs> I, I was broke. I was young, didn't have any money. It was a difficult time. Here's what I'm trying to communicate to you. Is we all go through difficult times. And maybe you're going through a difficult time right now. Maybe it's in your marriage. It's a difficult time. Maybe it's with your kids. You're going through a difficult time. Maybe it's at your workplace. You're facing adversity. You're facing a, a tough time in your, your life. Maybe it's in your finances. You're wondering how you're going to pay your bills. It's a difficult season for you. Maybe it's sickness that's in your body. And you're wondering, how am I going to make it? I I'm sick. Some people may not even know the sickness that's consumed your body. It's a difficult season. And what I want to talk to you about today is how do we as ultimate fighters handle difficult seasons? How do we go through the fire and honor God and lead strong like the men that God has called us to be? And I want to talk to you today about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who went through the fire and they teach us some valuable lessons about how to lead strong and how to honor God when you go through the fire. Point number one, if you have your bulletin with you, you can fill the blanks and follow along with me today. Point number one is this, do not crack under pressure. Do not crack under pressure. If you have a Bible, turn with me to Daniel chapter number three, verse number nine, Daniel chapter three. I'm going to be there for the remainder of our time together in the book of Daniel chapter number three. The word of God says this. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You have issued a decree, O king, that everyone who hears the sound of the horn flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and all kinds of music must fall down and worship the image of gold, and that whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into a blazing furnace. 
But there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you, O king. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. Notice this. The king had told the entire nation, when I played the music, I want you to bow down and worship this golden image. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they did not crack under pressure. They do not fold under pressure. And men, as ultimate fighters, we cannot crack under pressure. We have to be men that continue to honor God when the pressure comes. And how many of you realize that in life, pressure comes, stress comes, difficult times come, and we have to learn not to crack under the pressure. There are three things that I want to show you in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in their life on how they didn't crack under pressure. Three things I want to point out to you about not cracking under pressure. Number one is this. If you're a note taker, just write this down in your notes today. When an ultimate fighter is under pressure, he must stand up for the right thing. Stand up for the right thing. The three Hebrew boys... When the king had ordered them to, to bow down and, and they received this command the first time, check this out. Everybody in the entire nation bowed down and began to worship the golden image, except for three young ultimate fighters. When everybody else bowed down, they stood up. They wouldn't compromise. They wouldn't give in with their integrity. They were going to honor the Lord. And you know what amazes me is the king actually brought these young men to him and he himself told those boys and threatened those Hebrew boys and said, listen, fellas, I'm serious about this. If you do not bow down and worship that golden image like everybody else, I'm going to throw you into this fiery furnace. I mean, this is the president talking. This is the most powerful man in the nation talking. And when the music started, everybody bowed down, but not those three boys. They wouldn't compromise. They stood up. When everybody else bowed down, they kept their integrity. And men, can I tell you that when the pressure's on, we can't crack. We have to keep our integrity. And you know, here's the real deal is when there's stress and when there's a difficult time and when there's pressure, we become vulnerable. We become susceptible. We, we, we become very susceptible to falling and to compromising. And friends, when the pressure's on, don't you dare crack. Some of you are at that point, you're going through a tough time financially and you're about to crack. Matter of fact, some of you did crack. April the 15th passed and you cheated the government. You cracked. You can't compromise your integrity. Some of you are going through a difficult time and you're stealing from your workplace. And you think it's not that big of a deal. You say, well, I mean, it's just a few pens and some paper that's stealing. And you're compromising your integrity because you're dealing with, with the pressures of life. You know what happens when pressure comes? If you're not careful, you try to, try, try to find a release. You try to find something that'll, that'll help you deal with the pressure. And some people, they get themselves in trouble and they become an alcoholic trying to deal with the pressure. They, they get on drugs trying to deal, they're, they're looking for this outlet. Some people get on pills trying to deal with, listen, you can't crack under pressure. Some people go and they run out on their wife because they're, they're cracking under the pressure. They get hooked on pornography because they're dealing with pressure. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they teach us when you're getting ready to go through the fire, don't crack. Don't crack under the pressure. Men, 
ultimate fighters, you keep your integrity no matter what you're going through. There's a second thing that I want you to see with these three Hebrew boys. Number three, number two is this. When an ultimate fighter is under pressure, he must not panic. Write that down. Must not panic. Now, this amazes me. I have to be honest. This amazes me. These three Hebrew boys, when, when they saw the fiery furnace and they heard they were going to get thrown into the fiery furnace and they actually began to get walked down to the fiery furnace and get thrown in, they didn't freak out. I'm amazed by that. That they didn't panic. They kept their cool. How many of you know if that would have been some of us, we would have lost our mind. Elizabeth! I'm coming, Elizabeth! I'm coming! No, uh-uh. These Hebrew boys, they kept their cool. They didn't panic. They didn't stress out. You know, I like the old commercial that says, never let them see you sweat. Right, there's some truth to that. I better check my underarms after preaching three times already. All right, here, I'm, I'm doing okay. Never let... Keep your cool. Do not panic when the pressure is on. Don't blow the situation out of proportion. Don't make it worse than what it already is. Don't panic. Don't freak out. Listen to me, ultimate fighters. I want you to catch this. Ultimate fighter, you're not a thermometer. You're a thermostat. You see, a, a thermometer reacts to its environment. So you take a thermometer and you put it in your mouth to check your, t- check your temperature. It doesn't control the environment. It just reacts to its environment. It tells you what's going on. But listen, we are thermostats. And a thermostat controls the environment. And if the thermostat gets adjusted, it affects everything around that that thermostat. And friends, listen, you hear me, ultimate fighter. I I think about my home. If I freak out when, when there's stress and pressure, if I blow it out of proportion, if I make it a bigger deal than what it is, it's going to affect my wife. It's going to affect the kids. Because I'm a thermostat. And I'm controlling the environment. Same thing as a leader of a church. Same thing as a leader in your business or in your organization is a a leader. If I get up here week after week and I'm panicking, oh, the economy, I don't know what we're going to do. If I get up here and panic, if I get up here and freak out about what's going on around our world, you know what it does? It causes others to freak out. It causes hundreds and thousands of people that, that, that that I, God has entrusted for me to lead to freak out and to panic because, because listen, as an ultimate fighter, you are a thermostat and you have the ability to control and to affect your environment. And some of you, your wife, your kids, they're panicking, they're stressed out because you're going home panicking, wigging out. Listen, you may be getting ready to go through the fire, but keep your cool. Don't panic. Don't wig out. You say, Herbert, how do I do that? How do I do that? How do I face adversity? How do I face a difficult time without panicking? That leads me to number three. When an ultimate fighter is under pressure, he must continue to trust God. He must continue to trust God. Daniel chapter 3 and verse 16 and 17 says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. I like that. Here they are getting ready to get thrown into the fire. And they said, let's listen, king. We're not going to defend ourselves. We're not going to try to discuss this with you. We're not going to try to take ma- here's Here's the bottom line. We're not going to take matters into our own hands. We're not going to try to control the situation. We're, we're not going to try to step in and play God and act like God. 
No, no, king, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. Notice this. Why do they not need to do that? If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it. They said, we're trusting God. We trusted God when things were good, and we're going to trust him now that they're bad. We trust him when times were great, and we're going to trust him now that we're going through a difficult season. We are going to trust in our heavenly father. Hear me, ultimate fighter. Don't just trust God when it's good. Trust God when it's bad. Trust God when it's difficult. Trust God when it's hard because the God we serve is able to save us from it and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. We're going to trust God even though we're, we're in a stressful season. There's a second point that I want you to see. First of all, do not crack under pressure. Number two is this. You need and even if he doesn't faith. And even if he doesn't faith. Daniel chapter 3, verse 17 and 18 says this. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it. And he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But notice verse 18. But even if he does not, even if he does not. Come on, say that with me. Even if he does not. Say it again. Even if he does not. Now, I want that to get in your heart today. Even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Ultimate fighters, we need to be passionate for God, not just when things are good. We need to be passionate after God, even when things are bad. An ultimate fighter has an even if he doesn't kind of faith. You see, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego... They were regular people like you and me. They put their clothes on like you and me, put their pants on one leg at a time. They were normal people. Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, no doubt, they had dreams and hopes for their future. There's no doubt about it. These young boys wanted to live a long life. But when difficult times came, when adversity came, when the fire came, they did not throw out their faith in God. They said, even if he doesn't, we're still going to serve God. We've got a strong faith and we don't just serve God when it's good. They said, listen, we're, we may go through the fire and God is able to deliver us. But if he doesn't, we're still going to serve him. They said, listen, King, even if we have to suffer, we're going to serve them. Even if this thing doesn't turn out the way that we want it to, we're going to serve God. Even if God, he's able, but if God allows us to die in the fire, we're still going to serve him. Even if he doesn't, we're going to serve the Lord. Ultimate fighters, I want to ask you a question this afternoon. Let me ask you several questions, and I want you to think about this today. Can your faith handle the trial of God not answering your prayers the way that you want him to? Can your faith handle the trial of financial loss? Can your faith handle the death of someone you love? Can your faith handle the trial of someone betraying you? Can your faith handle being persecuted and suffer, suffering for the cause of Christ? Can your faith handle adversity? 
You see, an ultimate fighter needs to have an unshakable faith. He must have an even if he doesn't kind of faith. And that's what those three, those three Hebrew boys had. Even if he doesn't, I'm going to serve him. All throughout the Bible, you look at the ultimate fighters in the Bible, they all had one thing in common. They had an even if he doesn't kind of faith. Did you realize this? That nine, at least nine out of the 12 disciples, they died a martyr's death. They died and suffered for the cause of Christ. Simon Peter was crucified upside down for the cause of Christ. You know, it's one thing to get crucified right side up, but to turn me upside down when the blood rushes to my head, that's a whole other thing. But it did it for the cause of Christ, even if it doesn't. Andrew was crucified. James was beheaded with a sword. I mean, we take that lightly, but for the cause of Christ, James was laid out and stretched out and getting ready to get his head chopped out off. He had a moment that he could have denied Christ. He had a moment that he could say, forget this. But listen, God is able to get me out of this. But even if he doesn't, and his head was chopped off for the cause of Christ. Philip was crucified. Bartholomew was skinned alive. Can you imagine that? Some of us, if we were being skinned alive for the cause of Christ, they were skinned. They started with our finger. They get halfway down one finger. We say, what? Buddha! Yeah, if that's what? Buddha! What do you want me to say? Krishna! Not this man. He was skinned alive and then crucified head down for the cause of Christ. Thomas was speared to death even if he died. He's able But if he doesn't, I'm still going to serve him. James was stoned, beaten, and clubbed to death. You see, here in the United States of America, we got this this American kind of Christianity that says, oh, if you serve God, everything is good. That's not in your Bible. There are people who have given their lives for the cause of Christ. That It was even if he doesn't, I'm going to serve him. Simon and Jude were crucified together. Stephen, you can look in your Bible in the book of Acts chapter number 7. He was stoned to death. We look at the apostle Paul who spent most of his ministry in prison. A man of God who loved God, even if he doesn't. And then the apostle Paul, he was beheaded for the cause of Christ. He had an even if he doesn't kind of faith. I'm going to serve God no matter what. Listen, anybody can serve God when things are good. Anybody can praise the Lord after they get the raise. Anybody can say thank you, Jesus, when they get the bigger car or the bigger house. Anybody can say hallelujah if somebody pays off all your debt. Thank you, Jesus. But the real question is this, will you serve him even if he doesn't? Because an ultimate fighter says, even if he doesn't, I'm still going to serve you. Sir, maybe the marriage is not turning out out like you thought it would. And you had a dream of what your marriage was going to be. And you've been praying and asking God. And I'm here to tell you, God is able. God is able. But I'm here to ask you a question, even if he doesn't, and your marriage never turns out to be what you dreamed it would be, will you serve him no matter what, even if he doesn't? You're here today and you say, Herbert, I'm tired of being lonely. I don't want to be single another day. I don't want to be alone another day. And my question to you is this, God is able to provide a spouse for you, but even if 
He doesn't. Will you serve him? Will you give him your full devotion? You've been praying for that lost child to come back home and the child is wayward. The child is living a wild and loose life and God is able to bring your child back home. But my question to you is this, even if he doesn't, will you serve him with your whole heart? That there's sickness in your body and God is able to heal you. You ought to continue to stand in faith. But I'm asking you, sir, I'm asking you, ultimate fighter, even if he doesn't heal you, will you serve him with all your might? You're being persecuted. Your own family, your own friends, your, your co-workers are, are persecuting you and ridicule, they, they, they ridicule you and they, they make fun of you and you, you're sick of being persecuted and you're asking the Lord to help you. God, would you deliver me out of this situation? And God is able. But if he doesn't, will you serve him with passion? You see, ultimate fighters have an even if he doesn't kind of faith. God is able to save me through the fire. But if I got to go through the fire, I'm still going to serve him. I'm still going to honor him. I'm st- and there, are there any ultimate fighters in the house today? Any ultimate fight? I'm going to serve him no matter what. Number three is this. There's a, a third thing that I want you to notice about these three Hebrew boys and that how they handled the fire. Number three is this. You will discover God in a unique way in the fire. You will discover God in a unique way in the fire. Daniel chapter 3 and verse 22 through 25 says this. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, how many of you know? See, the fire was turned up seven times hotter because they would not bow down. And how many of you realize that, that, that many of us, if we saw as we were getting taken to the fire, the soldiers died when they got close to the fire? How many know many of us, that's the time that we turn around and go, <laughs> I'm tied up, but I'm getting away from this fire. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm, but not these boys. Oh, no, they had an even if he doesn't kind of faith. And the Bible says, verse 23, and these three men firmly tied, they were tied up, fell into the blazing furnace. Then the king, then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked, asked his advisors, weren't there three men that were tied up and threw, and threw into the fire? They replied, certainly, O king. He said, look, I see four men walking. Oh, I like that. I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed. And the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Jesus showed up in the fire. Can I tell you that God will be with you when you're in the fire. He won't leave his own. No matter what their fate, God will be with you. And here's what I want you to discover, sir. Here's what I want you to discover, ma'am. Here's what I want you to see, ultimate fighter. That these three Hebrew boys discovered God in a unique way in the fire. There are some things you can only experience in God by going through the fire. The fire serves a very powerful purpose. The best part about going through the fires of life is it develops you to be all that God wants you to be. The best part about going through the fires of life is you will experience God's miracle working power in the fire. You see, there's some things you'll only experience in God by going through the fire. The best part about the fire is it deepens your faith. 
it deepens your relationship with Jesus Christ. One of the best things about going through the fire is like the, the rap song today that was, that, that, that was performed for us is it makes you stronger. And some of you are going to be stronger for God and a mighty warrior for God because the fire is made. You keep standing for God. Don't you back down. You keep praying. You keep studying God's word. You stay in church. You stay in a community group. You stay serving. The fire is making you a stronger man, a stronger woman of God. There's a purpose for the fire. You're going to experience God like never before in the fire. They discovered God in a unique way in the fire. Number four, and I'm closing, there's a fourth point that I want you to notice about difficult times that these young men teach us, these ultimate fighters. Number four is this, God is able to bring you out of the fire. I want you to know that, know this, God is able to bring you out of the fire. Let me close by sharing some powerful scripture with you. Daniel chapter three, verse 26 through verse 30 says this, Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, servants of the Most High God. It's amazing that the very king that was against God and against them is now for them. It's amazing how God can turn your enemy around and now your enemy's for you. He says, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I love this, came out of the fire. Come on, God is able to bring you out of the fire. They came out of of the fire and the satraps, pre prefects, governors, and royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their heads singed. Their robes were not scorched and there was no smell of fire on them. I want you to see this. God can bring you through the fire and you can come out whole. They came out of the fire and they were still whole. Come on, your marriage is going through trouble and adversity. The devil is attacking, but hold on to Jesus because when he brings you out of the fire, you can still be whole and your marriage can make it another 30 years and another for God can keep you whole. Some of you, you should have died. All the pressure you've been under, all the difficulty you've been through, you shouldn't even be in church today. You should have lost your mind. You should be in some, 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 some nut house today, getting operated, get mind worked on. But you're still here because God can bring you out of the fire and you can still be whole and you can still live for God. God, listen, I'm talking to somebody today that's about to lose your mind, that you're facing stress, you're dealing with depression, you're going through the fire. I'm telling you, God can bring you out of the fire and you can still be whole. You can honor God. You can serve God. The scripture goes on to say, Verse 28, then Nebuchadnezzar said, praise, I love this, praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God can turn your misery into a ministry. And now the king, the most powerful man, is now giving praise to God. Because God took their fire experience, he took their misery, and turned it into a ministry. And some of you, you're going to have a ministry because of the fire that you've been through. Come on, you need to start a marriage community group because you know what it is for God to restore a broken marriage. And he's going to turn that misery into a ministry. You know what it is to be strung out on drugs, to be addicted to alcohol. You know what it is to be addicted to pornography, to, 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 be, to have your life gripped by the chains of the enemy. But God set you free. And you need to start a ministry 
Because God takes that misery and turns it into a ministry. Some of you in this place, you know what it is to have a child that's broken your heart in a million pieces. And for God to do a work in that child over a long time. And for that child to finally come back home and your relationship to be mended. mended. And you need to start a ministry for what it is to deal with a child who goes wayward. And, and you can minister because God takes that misery and turns it into a ministry. Some of you in this place, listen, you almost lost your mind because of all the pressure that you have been under. And now you come out on the other side and you're still in your right mind. And you need to start a small group that call, that's called, I was about to lose my mind up in here, but I'm all right now. And God took that misery and he turned it into a ministry. And the Bible says, because of the fire, the king was ministered to. It goes on to say, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. Notice it says they trusted in him. I love this. These boys trusted in God. That's what I've been preaching about. They trusted in God. They didn't take control of the situation. They trusted in God. And defied the king's commands. Uh, the, uh, and the king, the, another, in, in other words, they did not lose their integrity and were willing to give up their lives. They said, even if he doesn't, if we die, we're going to serve God. Rather than serve or worship any God except their own God. Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation or, na or language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces and their houses be turned into piles of rubble. rubble. For no other God can save in this way. No other God can save. God can bring you out of the fire. Verse 30, I close with this. Then the king promoted the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. God increased their influence because of the fire. And friend, God can increase your influence. God can give you the promotion. Because of the fire and God's formed you and shaped you, he can give you a bigger platform for his honor and for his glory. And because of the fire... God gave Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego a greater influence. Don't you compromise. Don't you back down. You honor God. You be the ultimate fighter God's called you to be during difficult times. And God will use it for ministry. He'll elevate you so that you can have a greater impact for his kingdom. Let's pray. Lord, thanks for your word.